What is going on, everybody? Welcome in. This is Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Aronis. And here we are, letting the dust settle on quite the week 12, right? Thanksgiving games are past. And here we are on the Sunday night as the Packers have just smoked the Bears. Adam, how was week 12 for you, man? How'd you do? Uh, it was up and down. I mean, there were some leagues where my teams just shit the bed. Uh, other leagues where they went off. So uh, it's overall, I guess it's pretty good. I mean, the important leagues teams came through, but there was one important one where the team did not. So it's going to happen. It's one of those weird years. People were scrambling this week, trying to decide what to do with Steelers Ravens, whether that game is going to be played. So it was really an insane week. And then you had the Denver quarterback situation where people were picking up Royce Freeman and hitting. <laughs> this was, a, I, I'm telling you, man, my rankings, I never had to do so much work, bro. I mean, every single day this week and then Saturday night, and then I had to revamp them Sunday. Once I saw the Broncos quarterback situation, I took all Broncos out. Fant, everybody, man. Judy, all completely. I mean, the running backs I left in, obviously. But receivers, completely out of the rankings. Just you couldn't start them. No, there was no way you could start any of those guys. And, you know, listen, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I'm in this, uh, in this super, oh, the Barf League, which is a super flex league. I've just been getting pounded, you know, like waited on quarterback and all my quarterbacks getting hurt. Um, and this was it. This was like the last call was uh, I, I lost all the Broncos QBs. I was like, well, I can't even, I can't even put a QB in right now. I'm already down to using a, a running back in my super flex spot. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, that was, uh, that was insane. That was absolutely insane. Um, did you add, uh, what was his name? Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Did you add him into your rankings? I didn't even look. Uh, like 45 at wide receiver, basically, if you were desperate. But, you know, in the chat today on fantasyalarm.com, which we do every Sunday at 11 a.m., I didn't. Like I was getting asked questions and I was like, someone was like, you know, Landry was one. I'm like, no, you play Landry. So I don't think I gave Hinton out as an answer, but I will say this. Uh, so in my super flex league where it was on fan tracks and he's wide receiver eligible. And I was a huge, I was, uh, I was an underdog. I was playing an undefeated team and my wide receiver situation was pretty bad because I lost Alex, Alex. I mean, Adam Thielen to COVID. Uh, I had Brandon Ayuk still out. So my receivers, obviously, I played Allen Robinson and Jacoby Myers. So my other option was uh, Russell Gage. Uh, Gallup already went, so I didn't have him. Hollywood Brown. Ugh. So I said, you know what? Let me take a shot with Hitton. I mean, look, I expected him to do nothing. I, anyone who expected him to do something, he didn't practice. He hasn't. You know what I mean? It was just it was unfair. Like, I, you can't evaluate him and criticize him. So I used him. He got me minus 0.78, but I didn't realize until now, if I get 10 points from Miles Sanders tomorrow, I win. Uh, and I really need to win. So uh, you could say if I don't win, if Sanders gets nine, he cost me because Gage had, I don't know, what did Gage have? Like freaking half point, 4.9. So <laughs> maybe it did cost me. Um, but, you know, I felt like in this situation, it was worth the risk. But I'm almost 100% sure I didn't recommend him once in our chat because realistically what were you expecting you had to be desperate like my situation like russell gage what's what's the upside there's just not a lot there we saw him have a couple good games early in the year but he's done nothing since even with julio jones out so i was like 
Gage might not do anything. And he didn't. 4.9, that's nothing. You're never going to regret that. So I took the shot there. Did you take a shot anywhere? Um, no, I didn't actually. I, I completely left it alone. I was of that same mindset as you. Um, you know, here's a dude who was on the practice squad as a wide receiver. Uh, and now you, what you think you're going to get a little something out of him. I just, I expected, um, basically what Denver gave us. They, they, what, threw the ball 10 times the entire game. One reception in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Hinton went one for nine, uh, Royce Freeman went 0 for 1 on his throws. So, you know, I mean, listen, that's that's really kind of what I expected. Jen Piacenti from Fantasy Alarm uh tried to do me in with uh with Hinton in the uh in the GST league. And uh I hope know. she didn't bench someone good. Um no, she didn't well well, I mean, you know, Latavius Murray is sitting on her bench. Yeah, I mean that one I mean he had a big game, obviously. She's using she's using Murray as her contingency for Juju. Like okay. if oh, if the game wow. wasn't going to be played tomorrow, right? Then she would then she would use Murray. So see, I guess see the Murray thing was kind of hard to predict because they ran the ball forty four times today, which we kind of should have known going in. All right, they're just gonna keep running and running. Denver's offense is not gonna just be able to sustain any drives. But you couldn't go and think, yeah, this is a Murray game today. I mean, maybe you'd figure 10 carries, but 19, you know, they had the lead late. Uh, I didn't see the snap count, but I'm sure with Kamara's foot, they wanted to rest him. I know his owners are absolutely disgusted right now. He has not oh been my a God, top 25 bonkers. running back. Hill with two touchdowns, Murray with two touchdowns, and Kamara does nothing today? One catch. Dude, how crazy is fantasy? We're sitting here three, four weeks ago. You're loving life if you have Kamara. All right, I got a league winner. And now you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it, here's the thing. In season-long leagues, you're playing them. But we discussed this on Friday on our live stream. We said it. Why would you play Kamara this week after what you saw last week, even though it was a one-game sample and it could have been nothing? We could have sat here tonight and be like, well, we were wrong. Kamara had eight receptions. But we already saw something last week, and I forgot where he was sandwiched price-wise. But I know we had the discussion. I was like, I'm not paying for him. You can go up to Cook, and I know Cook didn't have a good game, but whatever. Or down to Nick Chubb and a couple other good options. That Derrick, Henry. Derrick Henry. Derrick was Henry. Derrick Henry. There you go. Nah. Yeah. He was cheaper. Yeah. But I know we had that discussion on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We did. So, yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was that was nuts. Um, this week was all about, I mean, so the Hinton thing, it doesn't work out. Uh, Kamara is a, is a, is a huge bust. The big hits today, um, obviously Derek Henry, three touchdowns for him, 178 yards, uh, even threw in two catches for seven yards. Um, he was a, uh, he was a big one for the running backs. And then, oh baby, Tyreek Hill, uh, him and Mahomes. I mean, it was nuts. 269 yards, three touchdowns, a 75 yarder, a 44 yarder. And a twenty yarder, thirteen catches. I, I, you know, I, did you go up against uh, a lot of Tyreek Hill and or Derrick Henry today? What's funny is I actually went against Tyreek Hill. I think in at least three leagues. One is my home league, though. But I had a monster day. I have uh, two seventy seven point seven with Alex Singleton and Bobby Wagner. It's an IDP league. That's why the scores are so high, and we also have an extra flex. So I was fortunate. The dude had. Mahomes and Tyree Kill, man. 
and and Devontae Adams and uh, and JJ Watt who scored on Thanksgiving. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So in that one, I was able to overcome it. I know in most leagues, if you went against Tyreek Hill, you're you're kind of screwed. But yeah, I did go against him, and I have no Tyreek Hill in redraft this week. Not because I don't want him. I had him ranked uh, fourth or fifth at receiver. I mean, like the guy is money in the bank, and today it was just insane. And Again, on Friday, on our Thrive Props bet segment, I, I said Mahomes is going to come out throwing. They're not going to run. That's what I like about Kansas City and some of these smart coaches. Tampa's really good against the run. Why run it? You got Patrick Mahomes. Just let him throw all day, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that I mean, 100%. And we, I think that was something else that you and I discussed on uh, on Friday's live stream uh, over at Fantasy Alarm. I think we also... Uh, you know, discuss the fact that um, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago when, when we first saw that with Mahomes, it was uh, it was the game script was all about just run, 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 or you should have. Like that was the I think it was when they played Carolina, uh, and you know, and everybody was like, "Oh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and and you know, he's going to have a huge game." And um, instead of running the ball at all, Mahomes just you know he chucked it around for four or five touchdowns. Um, so yeah, man, I think that that's uh, yeah, it is something that you can expect. Again, there you go, turning that Ceh first round pick into a bust. I don't think it's a bust. It's a bust. It's not. There's there's guys who are taking around him that are way worse that you can't even use. Yeah, well, that is true. That is true. That whole first round, the first round just got destroyed this year. Destroyed. Yeah, I- the, the, the problem with CEH is lack of touchdowns. That's the biggest problem. And, again, I figured they were going to do this this week, you know, against Tampa Bay. They're good against the run. Why bother? Like, and I, the Bills did this recently, too. Uh, they've done it quite a few times this year. And I think more teams should do it. New England has done it for years. New England would be like, all right, this team's good against the run. All right, Brady, you're going to throw 50 times. Oh, this team can't <laughs> stop the run? All right, we're going to just run the ball all game long. I mean, that, smart coaches. You know, there's a lot of dumb coaches in the NFL that we talk about endlessly. Matt Patricia, see ya. Um, Anthony Lynn today. Oh, my goodness, bro. Oh, my oh God. My how goodness, bad bro. is that dude? He is the worst. Dude. And I think it was I think it was a comment. I retweeted it. I'll find it. Even Austin Eckler, bro. Like, I, for those that are not sure what we're referencing, I'm pretty sure you. Well, there was plenty of things in that game. Those 20 seconds left. Chargers had no timeouts. They ran the ball. When they were down 10 and it was obviously stopped, Austin Eckler said he was surprised to get a run play after the Hail Mary. I actually was. We needed to throw the ball there just to make sure it's either a touchdown or an incompletion just to stop the clock. So everyone was aware of it except the Chargers coaches. Listen, dude, you're not going to get me to say a a kind thing about Anthony Lynn. He is uh is gradually deteriorated. I think like when he first started uh with the Chargers, I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, he's not too bad. He's, you know, making a couple of rookie mistakes for a coach kind of a thing." And it's just slowly gone further and further downhill. And and I mean, it's just it's it's bad. It's really bad. And yeah, like I mean, they were, you know, they were down 10 points anyway, but it was still it was horrible clock management. Horrible clock management so yeah uh, that was uh that that was a, a big mess uh and speaking of coaching disasters did you see the press conference with adam gase 
I saw a clip. Is it the clip that went viral? The one about him saying that he didn't take over the play calling and the reporter was like, um, we were watching Dal Loggins, who wasn't saying a word, and yet you were there calling the plays and you said that you didn't take back the play calling. And he was like, well, you know, I'm doing it on third down. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I wanted to do a little bit more in the in the, in the two-minute thing. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was just, just unbelievable. I, I mean, again, I'm very, very happy that the Jets are going to saddle him with a with an 0-16 season and then send him packing. You better uh, hope they send him packing, bro. If they keep him, man. I mean, not. I know people. You can't. I, how can, I how know, could you possibly keep him? I agree 100%. And I know people now are saying, why is he still there? But let him mess this up because you want to get that first pick. So I hope that's the plan there. There's no way you can bring this. First, I mean, he shouldn't have been hired in the first place, which almost Agreed. everyone agreed with. So let's just hope they make the right decision. Yes. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm very confident that the right decision will be made because it just, it makes no sense to fire him in season to do what, to bring in another, you know, somebody else in from the outside or just promote like a, an Adam Gase assistant in the situation. It doesn't, you know, just let him ride it out, saddle him with the Owen 16 season, and then just, you know, rebuild from there. So uh, coaching disasters, phenomenal performances, week 12, uh, was absolutely fantastic. Let's uh, we'll, we'll take a quick tour, uh, game by game here, just kind of catching you guys up on some of the uh, some of the bigger moments or the more questionable moments. Uh, before we do that, let me just give a quick shout out to our sponsor at Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you should be playing on, and here's why. <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Adam, let's just uh, let's kind of run through the games. Some exciting stuff, some non-exciting stuff. We don't have to hit every single one. Like, we don't need to talk Miami against the Jets. That's just, you know, we, we just talked the Adam Gase stuff. It's just a boring game. A little, dis- you know, Devontae Parker returned as, uh, as, as Fitzpatrick's favorite target. Mike Gesicki got into the end zone. Nothing, nothing phenomenal there. Do you have any, anything about that game? Nah, just I heard them say that Tua is the starter when healthy, but uh, we'll yeah. see about that. 
yeah. We will see about All of a sudden, that. that thumb is like eight times bigger than it should be. <laughs> right? He's got, looks like a cartoon, like a, like a cartoon character was like hammering a, a nail into the wall and he like hits his thumb. <laughs> That's what two is looks like right now. Um, all right. Buffalo then hosting the Chargers. So interesting game here. Uh, Josh Allen does not deliver the goods like every DFS owner had hoped. Justin Herbert does not throw for more than one touchdown. That was a, a, a new one for him. Um, you know, the game back and forth, Austin Eckler returns. He has a good day for his first day back. Anthony Lynn, we talked about the coaching, just a, a nightmare. Um, any, 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 uh, any enjoyable thoughts here? You like Cole Beasley throwing touchdown passes? Oh uh, yeah. The Stefan Diggs birthday narrative didn't work out. So seven for 39. Uh, I did think he would have a big game, but well, not because of his birthday. Bl- you know who to blame for that, right? Who? Oh, that's all Sandro Anello, dude. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's usually very, that's a guy that you don't want to listen to for advice. He'll steer you in the wrong direction. <laughs> his optimizer uh, was, uh, was kicking the birthday narrative. Yeah. Well, that, that worked out well. Uh, Austin Eckler's return. There was some reports. Oh, he's not going to get a full workload. I mean, come on, man. I mean, pretty much if you were asking about Eckler, I said, play him, uh, 11 receptions for 85 yards and 16 targets. So as a result, Keenan Allen, only four for 40 and a touchdown. Now Keenan Allen did have 10 targets, but just something to keep an eye on. Maybe the ceiling is lowered a little bit. If he's going to look for Eckler that much, uh, Herbert, yeah, still got 316 and a touchdown. Uh, to me, he's a guy. Someone asked today in the chat. I forgot who it was, Herbert. And so I'm like, look, Herbert hasn't let us down yet. Keep going. And even this, it wasn't a great game, but I mean, there were quarterbacks that had way worse games. So to me, Herbert's a guy that I, I just keep playing at this point. He's yeah. got the weapons. They don't, they didn't run very well today. So and they're going to be playing from behind. So just keep playing them. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's going to lock in for me also. I mean, he's got the Patriots next week. Then he's got the Falcons, the Raiders, and then the Broncos. I mean, that's just, yeah, that, that's play him uh, on a regular basis as, as often as you can. Um, you know, Bills, they, they win the game here. Uh, they get lucky with Anthony Lynn's mismanagement, so they actually covered the spread. Um, but nothing really to write home about fantasy wise. Like you said, the birthday narrative didn't work for, uh, for, for Stefan Diggs. Gabriel Davis, uh, led the team in receiving yards with 79. He had a touchdown, nothing really much from the ground game. So not a lot of great stuff here for fantasy purposes. And all honestly, outside of Eckler. Yeah. I mean, Allen did rush for a touchdown and 32 yards, but like you said, for DFS, you were expecting a, a much bigger game for his salary. You know, Beasley was in a good spot, didn't do nothing except two for 25, at least gave you the passing touchdown. And these running backs, man, I I don't see how you can start them. I, I just don't, man. Singletary had a fumble today. He actually looked good. 11 for 82, still had a fumble, three for 20, passing-wise. And Moss, nine carries. It's just, it's really tough to play those guys. I pretty much have them ranked outside the tw- top 25 running backs every week. Yeah, you can't trust them. You can't trust them. Like, just when you think that it's going to be a Zach Moss day because he's getting the goal line work, uh, nothing doing over there. I mean, you know, also you got to look at it in the same way that, you know, you kind of look at New England, and we'll talk about that game uh, between the Patriots and the and the Cardinals. But, you know, when you sit there and you look at 
uh, the rushing quarterback who likes to carry the ball into the end zone on his own, uh, you have to worry really about the the kind of guys you're going to have, the running backs, and whether or not they are going to get those uh, those green zone touches. I think it depends on the backfield because with the Bills, it's a split essentially between Singletary and Moss, and then you put Allen into the equation, and it's like, all right, forget it because if Allen steals a touchdown like today, you're not really getting much. You know, then, you know, you, you got a situation like Kyler Murray where he's not running much and then Drake gets two touchdowns. Could have had a third. They had fourth and goal from the one right before the half and he didn't get it. He gets in there. He has a three touchdown day. So it kind of depends on the situation. But, yeah, we all know those, those running quarterbacks near the goal line. They take away, although Cam Newton hasn't been running much lately. No, no, he really has. I mean, carried it nine, nine times for 46 yards today. So, you know, kind of a middle-of-the-road sort of a, a situation. But he didn't poach the uh, the goal line work. Um, James White got two touchdowns. He ran two of them in. Um, so, you know, I mean, yeah, it was it, – it, I, I get I get what you're saying, that Cam's not doing a whole lot of running. But you still can't well, trust like, Damian Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Damian Harris, too, is game script dependent. If they fall behind, they're going to pull him. He doesn't catch many passes. But I was referring to Cam as – you know, last week he was three carries, six yards. The week before, 11 for 21. The week before, 10 for 16. Now, in those games against the Jets and Ravens, he scored three rushing touchdowns combined. But he just hasn't been picking up big chunks of yardage the last few weeks until today when he had the nine for 46. But he's doing nothing in the passing game. I mean, we saw him have the big passing game last week uh, in a good matchup. But, man, 18 attempts, man? Wow. 84 passing yards. Yeah, not not very good. Not very. I mean, listen, it's it's a it's a ground game offense. They're not going to pass the ball. Uh, I I could say they're not going to pass the ball very much. They're not really going to pass the ball That's unless just, they're down 14, 17 points, which we've seen a couple times recently. Which is why people might have gotten like, oh, uh, I can play Cam Newton. Look what he did last week. He had three hundred sixty-five yards. Yeah, against Houston, one of the worst defenses, and then he had two seventy-four against the Jets. When they were they were behind that game, so you know those were games that he threw thirty five and forty passes. That's not what New England wants to do. That's just they don't want to play that way. They were forced to play that way. And I don't know if we talked about this, man. That line to me was so fishy, man. The Cardinals favored by two, and it went down to one and a half. I was like, man. And I was talking to Craig Mish about it. He's like, yeah, man, Arizona's not that good. New England's going to win that game. It's like, <laughs> and I, you know what? It's, it pisses me off because about, it's about five weeks ago, uh, I think after they lost to the Panthers, I was like, the Cardinals are just not that good, man. I just watched them and I'm like, I don't think they're that good. And then, of course, they beat up on the Jets. They kicked the shit out of the Cowboys. I did like them that Sunday night game against the Seahawks because they were underdogs divisional game. And I like, usually like the Sunday night underdog and then they lost to the dolphins they narrowly escaped the bills on the hail mary to deandre hopkins they lost to the seahawks and they look terrible today i mean think about it if they didn't get that hail mary to deandre hopkins they'd be losers of four straight games yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that's definitely something that that we've talked about i've talked about that with uh with mish a lot as well it's uh it's it's crazy um yeah, and and you know what? It's kind of funny. They don't have uh, a real great schedule coming up for themselves either. I mean, they've got, you know, the Rams coming up next. That's a solid defense. Giants are an improving defense 
to say the least, you know, and uh, and then the Eagles, whose defense, you know, really ain't, ain't that bad. So yeah, they're good against the run. So they might force Kyler to pass, and then they get the 49ers in Week 16, and you know, I thought the 49ers were covered today, coming off a bye. Rams had a short week, and you know, Shanahan's a good coach, and they got some guys healthy, so I wasn't surprised by that result, but. I bet everybody's going to talk about the shoulder for Kyler Murray and look, he's not running much. This is you. If he's just, he wasn't as aggressive and maybe it was bill Belichick scheming for him, even though we know new England's not a good defense this year, but Belichick can still scheme. But Kyler Murray just did not look like the same player, whether the shoulder was bothering him or not. Yeah. I mean, he's, he didn't run last week either, man. Five carries for 31 yards. I mean, that's, that's not the Kyler Murray we've been seeing all year. No, it's definitely not. I mean, I, you got to figure it's the injury. I mean, I, I definitely, I, I, I mean, un, unless they just said that, you know, we're not going to, you know, we know that Bill's going to scheme against Kyler and maybe try and run uh, a little bit more of a traditional offense. But I mean, even that, you know, I mean, the passing, there was no, you know, there were no shots, no, no like legit shots downfield. That was another thing. And that's, that's where the shoulder comes into play here even more. Um, I mean, I don't know what his uh, what his average depth of target was, but you know, you're throwing the ball 34 times. You're only coming up with 170 yards through the air. Yeah, five yards per pass attempt, man. That's brutal. So yeah, the shoulder probably was a factor. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something to watch moving forward, especially if you're uh, if you've been reliant on Kyler Murray throughout you know majority of this season. Again, it's crazy, right? Kyler Murray three weeks ago. Oh, baby, I got a league winner. Now you're like, (laughs) it's it's crazy, right? How this game goes. That's why I hate when like some people will tell you, oh, your team's really good. I'm scared. And I'm like, relax, man. Things change so much, man. You think you have a good team. You're counting on these guys putting up points every week. And then the context changes. I mean, the Bengals, all right? Tyler Boyd was kind of like, all right, yeah, I feel good about it. T Higgins. Now, uh, it's just like, oh, can I start them? Am I going to get <laughs> seven points? It's just crazy how the game changes in just a couple of weeks based on a couple of injuries or the context of a team changing. Dude, it's nuts. It's nuts. Like how many times? I mean, you were in the uh, you were in the fantasy alarm chat this morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there I was, Jen and I are on the live stream and we're answering these questions back and forth. And every time there was a question about that involved Boyd or Higgins, I was just like, uh, you know, I mean, better than starting a, a, you know, somebody from Baltimore. I mean, I guess it was just there's so no, there's no good things about it um, at all. So <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly everything can just like really just boom, f- turn on a dime. Just and, you know, and it's kind of funny, too, because we're looking at right now, we've gone through a couple of the games here. And you're looking at Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray, right? Three of the the most productive QBs. And what have we gotten out of them? We haven't gotten anything. We haven't gotten squat out of them this week. They all kind of like, you know, it was like, okay, but nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing really to write home about. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't what you were expecting. You know, again, Allen kind of saved it with the rushing touchdown. But Kyler is brutal. Again, Herbert, over 300 yards. Uh, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, those – oh, my goodness, man. I was – yeah, Herbert, I'm looking at right now is 
13th this week in points and a six-point passing touchdown league. Josh Allen, 12. Kyla Murray, I'm searching, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness, 24. Holy crap. He had 9.1 in a league with – oh, shoot. <laughs> Dude, his – wow. No, okay, no, my bad. 8.9, which is still even worse. And he had 24.3 last week after he was giving you 30, 35, 40 every single week. Yeah, man, that is just crazy, man. So, yeah, I mean, look, for Allen, it wasn't terrible. You know, borderline QB1. DFS, that's more disappointing. I mean, it was fine that he he ran the touchdown. Right. And that's what bailed him out. No doubt. Right. And Herbert was, you know, again, it's, for him, for the expectations, it was his worst game of the year, fantasy points-wise. Uh, but, yeah, you don't expect these guys to get outscored by uh, – Ryan Tannehill, Mike Glennon, Baker Mayfield, Philip Rivers, even Mitch Trubisky, as bad as he was, 27.8. Garbage time, thank you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which was fantastic because I needed Allen Robinson to grab that second touchdown. Oh, me too, uh, of baby. The night. Me too. <laughs> that was a big one. No doubt about it. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's move through. Giants against the Bengals. Uh, I, how do you feel about now you've got the Giants who um, are in first place in the NFC East, <laughs> if that's possible. But Daniel Jones, hamstring injury. Um, at one point, you know, like I, I was watching, you know, the parts of this game and I was like, dude, I'm watching Colt McCoy against Brandon Allen. Like you couldn't have given me like a shittier quarterback pairing to sit and watch for a while. It was, it was uh, Denver and the saints have something else to say. About uh, but you know what? At least Taysom Hill was <laughs> That's palatable, true. right? Uh, yeah, this is very concerning because Daniel Jones, they're saying it's a serious hamstring injury. He came back in for a play and he couldn't even stay in the pocket. He was lipping and they pulled him. So it's crazy. So you're probably going to have every team in the NFC East go with a backup quarterback. Because we're hearing that Jalen Hurts is going to be playing more for Philadelphia. We'll see if he replaces Wentz. But, yeah, we already knew the NFC East was a disaster. Jones probably going to miss time. Uh, so Colt McCoy, who went 6-10 for 31 passing yards against the Bengals. So, oh. yeah, you were feeling pretty good about Shepard and Ingram. Now you're like, ah, and Goldman. Was definitely a popular play this week. The highest I had him ranked you know all year. What? I'm still to... okay with Gallman, even with Colt McCoy. Well, they're not going to. They're not going to stack the box to for for Gallman, right? Come on. Uh, probably not. You don't need to. Uh, <laughs> let's see their schedule at Seattle, uh, who will have a short week, uh, but still, I think Seattle should handle them. Then they have the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Yeah. It's not a great schedule. It's not a terrible schedule, but it's not a great schedule. It's not like you're yeah. like, you're not drooling over, you know. Like Seattle's defense is improving. And, you know, with Carlos Dunlap there, at least they, they're starting to apply some pressure. Now we'll find out Monday, see where it stands. But you could still pass on them quite a, quite a lot, as we saw last week. But. Right, will the Giants be able to? I mean, I don't know. This was kind of discouraging. I know Jones got hurt, but they only won by two. And I was, the first half, like they were outgaining them by like two hundred, and they were barely up. Yeah, oh, they just just an inability they, to punch it in and put points on the board. 
Yo, I just checked now. They ran 80 plays. <laughs> the Bengals <laughs> ran 46. They all gained them 386 to 155, and they won by two. <laughs> You're so mean. Oh, I'm not. I'm stating no, I'm facts. Just, dude, I'm playing. No. It's not. <laughs> I'm, dude, I, Listen, I, dude, I, I've been my milking. My sucks, bro. I can't. The Cowboys are brutal, so. I mean, look, I don't want to see the Giants win it. I don't even know who I want to see. Please, I've been, I hate all of them. I've been talking up the Giants win all day to my wife, keeping her in a really good mood. I'm like, oh, guess who's in first place in the NFC East, baby? Look at you go. <laughs> <laughs> Give her that false hope, keeping her in the mood. So you got to do. I, I definitely got to do. Um, but yeah, listen, terrible game there. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, Gallman was the uh, the shining bright thing. Gio Bernard was uh, was was a non entity. T Higgins did get into the end zone there, right? Five for forty four. Yeah. He did at the score end of the touchdown, game. But... Like it, it was like the last couple minutes. It's, I know people might be like, "Oh, you told me to bench him. He was good." It was it was the right call to bench him if you had good options. I mean, I did play Tyler Boyd in two leagues. I didn't really want to, but I'm like, all right, let me see how this goes. <sighs> didn't go well, so I don't know what I'm gonna do next week. I mean, with two more teams on by Tampa and Carolina, then we're done. I mean, they're at the do- I don't. I, they're at the Dolphins, man. That's a good defense. I don't. I don't think you could play these guys. Um. No, I don't think you maybe can play Boyd these guys in the either. slot, but yeah, man, they're they're a good defense, Miami. They are a good defense. I listen. I've got no. I'm. It's not that I'm tapping out altogether, but I just I I don't feel like you can trust anybody on Cincinnati right now. Like you just can't. Not with Brandon Allen under center, and and you know, and and you you think about it here also. They lost some close games. It just kind of takes the wind out of a team's sails. They're just they're getting pounded with injuries. Um, you know they they lose a couple of you know close games, couple of heartbreakers, uh, and they just they they just it doesn't it doesn't gel for them. And and that's just yeah. You know, I'm not saying that they're quitting on the season, but you know after a while you're just like uh, yeah, all right, whatever. Here we are, another season of not going anywhere. Um, and that's just you know that's kind of the way it it, it is with Cincinnati. So. You know, yeah, to sit there and and say, well, let me talk about you know using Boyd or or T Higgins here. I, I think I'd rather I'd rather go for a guy who's on a team that's you know just a lot more competitive. Yeah, a lot's going to depend on the matchup. They do have a favorable matchup the week after against Dallas. Yeah, so maybe you feel better moving him there, but in Miami on the road with the way that defense is playing and their corners, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Very, very tough. Very, very tough. Uh, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Well, I pat myself on the back because I had this game pegged to a T, baby. Uh, Tennessee just ran all over the Colts. Uh, I mean, listen, you knew it was coming with all the injuries that they're dealing with, uh, you know, in Indianapolis's defense. They got hit with COVID. It's just it hasn't been, you know, they, they lost um, – What's his face? DeForest Buckner. Walkner was still. Walker was still Autry. hurt. Autry was out. Um, Okariki was out. So, you know, you knew that this was going to be a problem there. I mean, Derrick Henry against a healthy Colts defense 
rushed for 103 yards. So what's he going to do against a banged up one? Well, how about 178 with three touchdowns? That was sick. A.J. Brown also, by the way, ridiculously sick. Yeah, um, I agree with you on the Titans. Uh, I think I was talking to you last week. We do our underdog survivor bet on Alarm After Hours, and due to the holiday, we did it Wednesday. And Matt Kim, our producer, had the first pick. He takes Tennessee plus three. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, bro. (laughs) That was my pick. I'm like, I thought there was no chance that either of them would take Tennessee plus three. And that's his first pick. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, I like Tennessee getting three. I figured everyone was going to jump on Indy after they won the first time. And remember, just the special teams for Tennessee in that game was just brutal. Yeah. uh, With punts and missed field goals. And A.J. Brown had the drop touchdown. Uh, But look, here's the thing with A.J. Brown. Play him every week. I don't give a shit if he has that one bad game. You're going to miss this. And yes, this is a team that is not pass heavy. We know Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw a lot. You know, I had a friend text me today. What happened to John Smith? Is he playing? I'm like, dude, they're up 21 (laughs) at the half. And Ryan Tannehill is completing 13 passes. I know, but still, you figure to get a few. No, it doesn't work like that, man. And, you know, they did have him block a lot. And they had Jeff Swaim instead be the featured tight end this week. Um, but look, you just play A.J. Brown every single week. He's a big play waiting to happen, and we're going to get disappointments. But if you look at his game log for most of the year, for the most part, he's come through. I have him in a couple leagues, and I don't even ever think of betting him. Now, they are, to be fair, they are deep leagues, so it's like, who am I betting him for? But, you know, his worst game this year was the Indy game. One catch for 21 yards. But everything else, I mean, he scored a, he scored a touchdown in every game except two. Yeah, and he uh, and he dropped that touchdown against Indianapolis yes. too, which is very very unlike him. Right, and it was also the game that he only and we had this discussion last week. How does this guy not get ten targets every week, man? <laughs> get, Howard, guess how many games this year does he have of double digit targets? Brown, I have no yeah. idea. What's your guess? I'll say two. Zero. <laughs> he has two games of nine. But, like, you see this guy. What a beast was. Because we, we were talking about it last week. Remember that touchdown where he just, like, steamrolled the entire Ravens defense? Yep. How do you not put the ball in his hands, like, on screen, short passes? Like, that guy should be getting force-fed the ball like Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. I understand the philosophy of Tennessee and I know you have Derek Henry, but come on, man. This guy is just such a beast and tough to take down. Give him the ball more. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Six targets. He led the way in targets. But, I mean, again, when you're dealing with a, a, an offense that throws as infrequently as they do, I mean, it's just one of those things that you kind of have to just stomach. You know? You got to I mean, root for them to it's fall never gonna, They're not going to change it. You got to root. You got to root for them to fall behind seventeen nothing. You do. Yeah, that's the funny thing is that you really you have to pull for for Tennessee to have to come back. And even then, like even then, you still they'll don't still see run it. Henry. What? They'll still run Henry in that situation. So like the Henry w- winners, the, uh, those that with Henry still are okay. It just means that Tannehill throws a little bit more. Yeah, but but again, like. Tannehill throwing it a little bit more still doesn't have like any kind of like legitimate upside either. Yeah, especially lately. We saw early in the year he had some really good games, but uh, it's really 
you know, slow down. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's two thirty or under. But can he can he have like he'll he'll have three touchdowns. He just he, there's no yardage. Like there's no yardage coming from Tannehill. It's a very efficient passing game, uh, and that's it. So from a fantasy standpoint, you know it's okay to have him on your team. It's nice, but you know, I mean, that's like really you just leave him in there at quarterback because you you better have beasted up on your running backs and wide receivers if you're going to go with Tannehill. You you can survive with him as your QB. But you're never going to get anything big. And then, you know, it's like when you talk about, like, from a DFS standpoint, you know, you're never going to get that real strong GPP upside out of him. That that 300 game is, like, so infrequent. What's he thrown for 300, like, once or twice this year? Uh, he does have a couple of 30-point games. He has thrown for 300 two times. But, yeah, I mean, late – since he had the 364 against the Texans, he has 220, 233, 158, 147, 259, 221. You know, believe it or he has 23 touchdowns and four interceptions on the year. Is that a good year? Just fantasy, it's just not what you want. Because the game against the Colts last time out, he was a disaster. But he has multiple touchdowns in every game this year except two, which is okay. It's a nice floor, but the ceiling is just not there. No, it is not. It is not. I mean, look at it. 40, 45 points put up by the Titans, and Tannehill had 221 yards with one touchdown, and then he ran one in. Like, that, just, that says it all right there. 20. You know, it's crazy, man. They really have shifted because there were games that he, the first game of the season, he had 43 pass attempts, 37 in week three, 41 in week six. Since then, 30, 30, 21, 27, 31, 22. So, and you know, it's about to be December. So, you know, it's going to be a big dosage of Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> happens. Happens every year, every year. All right, Cleveland, Jacksonville. This one, Cleveland, 27 to 25. Dude, I got to tell you, I was irate about this game. This game pissed me off like nobody's business, only because it was the tail end and uh, and it was a garbage bullshit uh, roughing the passer call that ended up like extending this, uh, you know, stupid freaking game like it was fourth and 10 cleveland sacks um you know uh uh glennon who was terrible right so they sack him olivier sacks him and then the ref says that that he got him too high up i mean it was to me it was a clean hit there was no way that that was a roughing the passer call um and it ended up extending the uh the play uh the the drive and they ended up scoring they missed the two-point conversion, which, you know, wouldn't push this to overtime. I had Cleveland minus six and a half in this one. Had they had that, you know, had they just turned it over on downs and you didn't get that bullshit penalty, um, you would have uh you would have been on fucking easy street right there because Cleveland just would have run the ball. It was Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, whatever it is, and they would have just grinded out the rest of that clock. So uh this was a tough one for me, man. I was uh I was pissed. I was pissed. 
Yeah, the only people that were happy were the books because a lot of money was on Cleveland, and you could understand why. Sure. Jacksonville, the Mike Glennon at quarterback, no DJ Chark. Cleveland finally playing in good weather and a good matchup, and yeah, that sucked. So just brutal, man. Um, but the takeaways here is James Robinson. It doesn't matter, I guess, who's that quarterback. They're going to keep feeding him. I mean, 20 20- Seven touches today. I mean, no one else ran the football as far as the running backs. LaVisca Chenault had a carry and Glennon had two, but it's all James Robinson. So he's getting it done. And then Jarvis Landry finally had that big game that people were waiting for. You figured they would pass a little bit more here in a good matchup, but he had eight for 143 and a touchdown. Yeah, that was a nice one there for Landry. I, uh, you know, it's so funny. I had him in the watch list over at Fantasy Alarm all week long. And then when it came time for closing out the, you know, the final playbook and just looking at, you know, needing some more value and, and whatever, I ended up uh, bypassing him. And I was on him all week long. Uh, so it kind of bummed me out that I didn't have him in the playbook there. But yeah, good, solid game by him. You know, I think was was it you that we were talking about the whole fact, you know, the whole get Baker right? Yeah, game. I said this was a good game to do it. They should, yeah. even though, oh my goodness, bro. Did you see him miss Rashard Higgins wide open in the middle wide of the Wide open. Wide Dude, open. Like, I, I joked, I'm not a quarterback at all. I could have made that throw. I suck. I can't throw a football. I can catch it, but I can't throw. I could have made that throw. I mean, he, old- he sailed a bunch of throws right around that Dude, time, too. Holy shit, man. Like, yeah. he, he, you know what? This is what I think from what I'm saying. He's firing the football. He's not putting any touch on it. He didn't need to zip that ball. He's wide open. Put some lo- just t- soft touch on it. And he fired one to Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did. <laughs> Look, I thought I was wondering if it like hit Kareem Hunt. You remember when uh, when Russell Wilson like zipped that ball and hit DK Metcalf right in the face mask? Like I yeah. thought that's what happened to Kareem Hunt with Baker also. Yeah, man. I mean, dude. Oh. I know the Browns are eating three. I don't trust Baker Mayfield in a big spot at all. No, you can't. You can't. No. And again, I mean, this is a, a, another run offense. Um, you know, I mean, look at it. They carried the ball. Uh, it was, uh, what, look at that, 29 times between Chubb and Hunt. Uh, and then Baker had uh, three, four rushes in that one. I mean, that's just, you know, you're not going to get. I mean, he threw it less than 30 times in the game. You're just not going to, I mean, that's the thing. You know, you look at this offense, it's kind of funny. You know, it's very similar. Like, like we, we've talked about this with uh, what they do in, uh, whatchamacallit, in Minnesota. You yeah. know, like Minnesota was behind, so Cousins had to throw a bunch more. Once they get the lead, you know, it's like just run it out, gl- grind the clock out. We don't need to pad the, the lead at all. We just want to eat the clock and, and get away with the win. And, uh, you know, again, that from a fantasy standpoint is it just limits the ceiling. Right. You love it if you have Chubb or Hunt. But any, anything else in this passing game? I mean, again, Landry, there were weeks you didn't even think about starting him. And yeah. even this week, say you were debating it. And you're like, well, I want to, but are they going to throw enough? And, you know, he came through. So. I know they have some favorable matchups ahead. Uh, I used their defense today, and I know they had a lot of injuries. Man, they gave me a donut. Uh, they got ooh, <laughs> they have the Titans next week. That's an interesting game uh, at Tennessee. Then they have the Ravens, 
who knows what's what that situation is going to be like at that point. Then they have the Giants. They play back-to-back games at MetLife, Giants and the Jets. And that could – man, I still feel their defense, though. I mean, there might be no Daniel Jones in that game. And then the Jets back-to-back weeks, week 15, week 16. I mean, Browns defense, man. This team might win 10, 11 games, man. Scary, right? Eight right? And three, eight and three right now. They're definitely winning 10. I could see them – going two and three because I could see them losing to Tennessee. They could lose to the Ravens, depending on what's going on, probably beat the giants, beat the jets. And then they got the Steelers and who knows what the Steelers situation is. I don't think they will be going for an undefeated season, but possible. I mean, they probably still with the way Kansas city's playing, that game could be huge for number one seed and home field. So jumping far ahead to week 17, we still got a ways to go, but <laughs> yeah, get a little ahead of yourself there. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what we do. We look forward, right? <laughs> we try to. <laughs> we try to. Um, all right. Uh, moving off of that game, like we, yeah, we covered James Robinson, how delicious he is. Uh, Carolina, Minnesota. Here we go. So Minnesota ends up winning this one, 28-27, with a, uh, a last-second touchdown. Um yeah, that dude, that was um that that was kind of crazy cuz I mean Carolina owned this game. They owned this game for the longest time. The two defensive touchdowns, uh that was mind-boggling. Um you know, Bridgewater didn't have the greatest game. He was okay. It wasn't phenomenal. Um Mike Davis was uh I I would say Mike Davis was on the disappointing side, but Robbie Anderson finally gets into the end zone. That was nice to see. But Dalvin Cook, man, that was a letdown. And, dude, when Dalvin went down with the knee issue, dude, I, I mean, I literally, I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready to close the, down the computer right now and not watch another lick of football. Yeah, thank goodness he came back. Uh, even though he didn't do much, I just need him healthy uh, for, you know, till week 16. I don't care what he does in week 17. Uh, but just get to week 16 for me in uh, a couple of leagues. But, yeah, it was definitely a little ugly um, when he left, uh, but he returned one drive later. Uh, but yeah, this was a, a crazy game because, as you alluded to, the Panthers had the two defensive touchdowns. I didn't think Bridgewater was good. He missed DJ Moore wide open for a touchdown. He missed some throws in this game. They got conservative at the end of the game, settling for a field goal. You know that comes back to buy you. DJ Moore got hurt in this game. I haven't seen exactly what the injury is. Uh, a pass in the end zone where, again, Moore was open. This was the other, a second one. More, it was behind him, tried to reach for it, fell on his on his foot. I don't know if it was a calf or there was some it talk looked, that was. It looked like a knee, actually. Like it, it was yeah. like non-contact and right. came down on it awkward. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that it looked more like a, like a sprained knee kind of thing, like a sprain, like it could have been something like that. It wasn't like a tear or anything you know, like crazy, crazy, but I mean, it was bad enough to push him out. Yeah. And it was towards the end of the game. They do have a buy. So that's one thing too. We might not even hear anything depending on what kind of information we get. So just keep that in mind. I mean, either way, DJ Moore, you weren't playing next week anyway with Carolina on by, but yeah, this was really terrible for Carolina because they had the defensive touchdowns. They were in control. I mean, Minnesota put up 18 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, 
It was crazy. I mean, it, it, I got to be honest with you, man. It bailed me out in the in the best of ways, um, going up against Jen Piacenti in the GST league. I mean, I was, uh, uh, you know, I was I was getting Derek Henryed uh, at that point, and uh, and Jen was uh, she was getting a little little mouthy uh, about the, uh, the the potential win, and then Cousins turned around and. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic. Three hundred seven yards, three touchdowns. Uh, definitely bailed me out in a huge way. And then, uh, then I had Tyreek Hill. I just killed him. Yeah, that sealed <laughs> it. And uh, Chad Beebe, you know, he had a bad fumble and a punt return, turned it over, but he had the game-winning touchdown uh, as he came through. So it's rare that you see four Vikings receivers all with at least seven receptions. We knew Justin Jefferson was a great play. Kyle Rudolph was. A good pickup at tight end if you had some issues. I know I did where I had Mark Andrews. And I didn't say to play them, but I did mention on the live stream, like, is, could this be a BC Johnson, Chad Beebe Lee week? Because they were cheap. But I didn't say to play them, so I'm not taking credit. I just brought them up in our live stream when we yep. knew Adam Thielen would be out. And I put I put BC Johnson, actually, in the uh, in the dartboard. I, I'm a fan. I was a Was fan. he 3000 Yeah, it was min price. Yeah. yeah, that's why. It's like, you know, well, that – you knew they would get more targets in this game. I mean, you didn't know that Cousins would throw 45 times unless you thought Carolina was going to be up big. I didn't, but it worked out if you took the chance on one of those cheap guys. Well, there were there were three there were three cheap guys. There were three guys who I put into the dartboard who I thought uh, all stood the chance of getting the increase in targets and having them at min price. Uh, was phenomenal. B.C. Johnson was one. Gabriel Davis from Buffalo was two. And then Andy Isabella uh, was uh, was three. Because, you know, when you looked at, uh, whatchamacallit, Larry, John- Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Johnson. Oh, <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald out. I was just like, okay, you know, so here we go. Um, and those were the three guys who, uh, who I, I, you know, Isabella wasn't great, but you know, BC Johnson paid off seven for 74. And then obviously Gabriel Davis did as well. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need from those guys. You know, Davis had the touchdown three for 79 and uh, BC Johnson seven uh, for 70 plus yards. So yeah, it worked out. That's, that's what you're looking for. Those guys, you don't need much. It just opens up salary to pay up for some others that you want. Yeah. Well, and that was definitely needed. Definitely needed. All right. Um, Vegas, Atlanta. What the hell, dude? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me with this game. That was uh I don't even know. Like how how in the world, how in the world are we so on freaking Derek Carr and you know and, and and Nelson Aguilar? You could probably use him in cash with the way he's coming down with it, and Darren Waller, I mean targets galore. Atlanta's defense, I see that. And here's the question: Was it is is it Atlanta's defense has gotten so much better, or are just the Raiders so bad at times that, like, I mean, they just they. I mean, you want to talk about an overall a team that just shit the bed, dude? This was atrocious. Uh, look, the Falcons have gotten better. They're 4-2 under Raheem Morris. They've been better against the run, but this is inexcusable. The Rangers are competing for a playoff spot. And, of course, I have never been a Derek Carr fan. And I think it was last week and even a couple weeks before that, I'm like, hey, I got to give him credit. He's playing good. So, of course, I stream him in a league. 
And uh, I should have stuck with my original thoughts. This motherfucker, man. I mean, dude, <laughs> uh, look at two of the last three weeks, bro. 154 passing yards against the Broncos. And then this week, 215 yards, three lost fumbles, no touchdowns and interception. I mean, come on, man. This is the problem with Carr. You could look at his numbers on the whole for a season. You know, and people have done this in the past. But break it down game by game, man. There's just too many games where he's he doesn't show up. I mean, he's got... 215 passing yards or fewer in four of the last five games. Okay, fine. The game against the Browns, weather. But so, come on, man. This was a, a spot, even when them, with them falling behind early, okay, at least you're going to pass a ton and get me some garbage time points. Nope. Gets replaced by Nathan Peterman, who outscores him in fantasy. <laughs> outscored him in fantasy. I mean, this is just... <laughs> And I know I'm sure a lot of people look to them in DFS, and you probably shouldn't have stacked them. I mean, if you want to do Carr Waller, fine. This is a team that I don't think you can ever get fully behind, man. We've just seen it too many times. And they teased us, man, because everyone watched them against the Chiefs, moved the football. Oh, this team's pretty good. And they've had two games this year. They're the only team to beat the Chiefs. And sometimes you have to say, well, they match up well. I always say division games, crazy things happen. I, Always worry about division games. Like when you see a team that one looks clearly better, I'm like, I don't know. Like today, Rams 49ers, I was on the 49ers getting a six and a half. There's something about these divisional games. They know each other well. So I think that's what has happened here. We looked, we all watched them against the Chiefs. Oh, they moved to football. They played well. Three touchdowns for Carr. And then they go, he goes on the road in Atlanta and just absolutely abysmal, man. Abysmal. I mean, there were I, he he got like I think he got me in one league like less than a point. Dude, it was the, the fumble. So unbelievably frustrating. It was so frustrating. I used them in the uh, in the fish league. I was stre- I'm streaming quarterbacks in that league, and and I ended up uh, I ended up sitting Taysom Hill in order to use Derek Carr. Yeah, that's a close call. I could see that going either way because, again, Taysom is just so reliant on rushing. Now, he did have two rushing touchdowns, but, you know, at some point he's not going to get them. And then it's like, oh, what is he doing? So, no, this was – look, anyone could sit there and say, oh, you recommended Carr. No, it was a good matchup, okay? You saw what he did against the Chiefs. It just did not work out, and it's going to make people not want to trust Carr at all at any point the rest of the way. Yeah. Well, who do they play next? Because that's when you want to go all in. Oh, it's the Jets. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I won't say anything. I will <laughs> not say anything. No, you, you know, that's, I'm going back to Carr. I'm going Are back you? to Carr. I'm going to use him in fucking DFS next week. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the worst. The worst. Yeah, Jets, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins. That's not easy. They only really... The, Chats are the only game that looks really good on paper. Yeah. And uh, and he'll find a way to find I guess the Chargers, too. And that, that looks like it's a uh, – is that a Thursday game, the 17th? Yeah. I was going to say maybe they could flex out of it, but I guess you can't on a Thursday night game. <laughs> maybe everybody will get COVID. Oh, stop. We, we, it's not out of the possibility <laughs> after we have no Thursday night game again this week for the second time this year. You know they hate that shit. I know they hate that shit, but you know what? Listen, that's Allison. I I actually I like it. I don't mind it. I don't like Thursday football. I don't. 
I don't, just I play don't. the Tuesday game. I don't want to have to sit there and uh, make changes throughout the GST for all the people who put stuff on the message board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kamish doesn't want to do I'm just trying to be fair. Dude, there's some leagues that won't even do that. What we're referring to is where we're not sure if the Tuesday game is going to be played. Most leagues just say, hey, make the decision. I decided and did it earlier this year. People can say, hey, I'm playing Deontay Johnson. If this game, if he doesn't play, I will replace him with X. As long as they did it before kickoff, I think it's just fair to do. But obviously, you can't do that in high-stakes leagues. You have too many leagues to monitor. And some commissioners probably don't want to be bothered with it. So I just think it's the fair thing to do. It will require some work on my part. I'll do it if it needs to be done. I just hope they play the game. It seems like they're going to play it. I feel like they are. I mean, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make Denver play without a freaking quarterback, well, I'd say as long as there's no, they had one more positive test on Sunday was Willie Sneed. So as long as there's nothing major on Monday, I think it plays. And Pittsburgh was fine on Sunday as well. So maybe Hollywood Brown gets one catch. He sucked. I'm not using him. <laughs> oh, I'm not either, bro. He's... <laughs> He has a nice spot on my bench. Ugh, ugh, ugh. All right, San Francisco against the Rams. You had it. You said San Francisco. You took the points. You were happy. They win this one on a last-second field goal. The return of Raheem Mostert. Uh, and, you know, Jeff Wilson got 12 carries here also, but Mostert did the uh, the majority of the work. Wasn't a great day for him, 16 for 43, but he did get into the end zone. Uh, welcome back, Raheem Mostert. Does he does he front as a bell cow for San Francisco now moving forward? Uh, he'll get the most of the carries. The problem is he's really not involved in a passing game. He had two receptions for no yards, but McKinnon was mostly in there on third down. Yeah. So that's the issue. But look, you're going to play Mostert because especially if the game script's favorable, I mean, you'll take 16 carries out of him. You know he's going to get goal line carries. Always a good chance for a touchdown. It was a tough matchup. Rams good defensively. His first game back. So, yeah, you're, you're going to play him going forward. Jeff Wilson also had a fumble in this game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, the 49ers, the other – I mean, Debo Samuel looked great. So, yeah. 11 receptions, 133 yards, 13 targets, just breaking tackles, looks healthy. So, you're going to play him pretty much every week going forward, no doubt about it. Maybe some people benched him this week because they weren't sure where the health is. But he looked phenomenal. Uh, yeah, and just – it's so funny. If I asked you over the last five, six weeks, who's the best team in the NFC at the end of the week, you would have a different team every single week because people were starting to say, oh, it's the Rams. Look how good they were against Tampa. And they were just absolutely garbage today. And Sean McVay said our quarterback has to do a better job taking care of the football. He threw two interceptions in this game. I think he also lost the fumble. Yeah. And that's the problem with this team. And you could see the way they play the play call the game. They don't trust Jared Goff. I mean, they had him throw a ton against Tampa because, you know, again, you can't run on Tampa. And they just did a lot of short, quick throws. They saw it was working with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And they won the game. But they don't want Goff to be throwing a lot. They like to hide him. The other thing is Cam Akers. I, I don't know if we could trust him going forward because, again, he didn't do any of this till late in the game. They put him in. He had a big 61-yard run. They kept him out on the drive, and he scored a touchdown. But he had nine carries, 84 yards. Henderson only 10 for 19. Malcolm Brown only three for four. So it looks like he's ahead. But, you know, that's a, it's a critical week next week where people are fighting for playoff spots. Can we start Cam Akers? 
Um, I don't think Are we you there? can. I don't think you can. I really, you yeah. know, again, I think it's um at best it's a 50-50 split. They'll mix them around because, you know, they use Daryl Henderson a little bit more in the uh in the passing game. Uh who do they have? They've got uh Arizona coming up next. Um, I just I, I can't I mean it, it obviously it depends on what your situation is at running back, but you know, I mean, where where are you going to rank Cam Akers next week? You're, you're going to keep him inside the top 20? Oh, I haven't had him there all year. I think this week, this week I did have him in the rankings and I did not have Malcolm Brown. But I think he was still like, you know, high 30s, 40s. It's just because you just don't look. We all agree that he should be the back that gets the most touches. You know, he's. Real talented. He had the injuries early in the year. Maybe Henderson is still bothered by this quad injury because he doesn't look the same since he came off it. But, like, we've seen a couple of nice runs from Akers the last two weeks. Like, what more do we need to do? Or It still looks like it's it's a, a committee. I mean, at least we saw less Malcolm Brown. But, you know, let's see. Last three games, 10 carries, 5, and 9. It's just... It's tough to trust. I mean, it's a critical week for a lot it of people. It is, especially when you think about the fact that he went, you know, if you take away that 61-yard run, he went 8 for 23. Not very good. Yeah, but we got to count the 61-yard run. I know, the no, I'm run saying, I'm saying as far as like, <laughs> I'm saying like, as far as like, if his efficiency were a little bit stronger, then I could see them like pulling back on Daryl Henderson, but... You know, until that's the case, you know, it's def- it's definitely a committee. It's it's always going to be a committee. Uh, McVeigh thinks that he's you know the smartest guy in the world, and uh, and he's, he's going to leave it like that. He's going to be a douche. You're never going to you're you're just not going to be able to rely on Cam Akers. I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. I know we've kind of hoped that maybe at some point this year I still have him in many leagues, but I, I can't start him. He's just I have him there in case. They make a change or one of the other backs gets hurt and then all of a sudden he's in a prominent role. But it doesn't appear that way. And it's the same story. You know, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Cup didn't even have a good game. But, you know, you're starting them every week. And Woods, another solid game in PPR, 7 for 80. But, you know, that's the thing with this offense. You really only feel good about Woods and Cup. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get sabotaged by a piece of crap game like Jared Goff threw up today. Beautiful. All right. Last game here. Uh, the big one, the big one of all of them. It's uh, Kansas City against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I mean, Mahomes ridiculous, four hundred sixty-two yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill was ridiculous, thirteen catches, two hundred sixty-nine yards, three touchdowns. Um, that was sick. And then, uh, you know, in the second half, uh, Brady woke up in catch-up mode there, and he threw for three three forty-five with three touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. But I mean, you know, if you're throwing for 345 yards and three touchdowns, uh, even even a, a negative two for an interception uh, doesn't hurt you all that much. Yeah, I mean, I figured Brady was going to throw a ton in this game that they were not going to stop Kansas City. So in the end, it worked out. But you know, they can't beat good teams. I mean, it, it's a problem. I mean, I remember just a few weeks ago. Oh, Tampa Bay, one of the best teams in the NFC. They're six and two. Look at their defense. And since then, they've lost to the Saints, the Rams, and the Chiefs. So, yeah, they're all good teams, but they got embarrassed by the Saints, 38 to 3. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, even though both losses were 27 24 the last couple of weeks, 
those games didn't feel that close, you know? So they go on by now. Now they have a great schedule to finish, which is why I've kind of stuck by Brady here. They have Minnesota at home at Atlanta and at Detroit. And you could say, well, Atlanta's better, but it's indoors. But Brady hasn't been great, man. He's missed a lot of throws. The yeah, deep oh, passing. Dude, the, the, the interceptions, the turnovers have been terrible for him this year. And look, there's no excuse. You have weapons galore, man. You have a Gronk looks good. He led them with six for 106. Godwin, Evans. I mean, Antonio Brown, who was the odd man out, two for 11 here. But there's no excuse, man. You got a lot of weapons. Like, there are so many quarterbacks that wish they had what Tampa Bay has. So no excuses here, man, for, for, for Brady. And look, Mike Evans, I thought he'd be the guy that was hurt the most with the addition of Antonio Brown. Uh, He's still not putting up a lot of yardage, but man, he keeps scoring touchdowns, man. I mean, 11 touchdowns. That, that actually, that was, um, (laughs) that, that did me uh, right for DFS today because and my uh my primary stack was Mahomes with uh with Tyreek and Kelsey. And then coming back against that stack, I, I used Mike Evans instead of Godwin. Did you think due to the ownership? Um, I thought due to the ownership and you know, and the fact that, you know, Evans does he's he's that touchdown guy. Um, he doesn't get a, a huge lot, you know, a lot of targets, but if you're looking for if you're looking for that upside, that GPP upside with a little bit of less ownership, then Evans is the guy that you want. Five I, of his last seven games, 50 yards or fewer. Yeah. But but over the last three weeks, man, even though it hasn't been efficient, he has 14 receptions on 29 targets, bro. How bad is that? You got 29 <laughs> targets and 14 catches and four touchdowns. <laughs> so it's working out if you're using them, but... Man, it's just he's so touchdown dependent, and it has worked. And they are passing a lot. And they have some good matchups. So uh, that's the thing is they're they're all kind of getting it done. Or at receiver, when you look at the numbers, of course, there's always going to be a week where one of the guys doesn't blow up, and it was Antonio Brown this week, just three targets. It was definitely Antonio Brown this week, no doubt. Bummer for him. Um, all right, before we scooch on out of here. Uh, let's talk a little Monday night football, shall we? Let's uh, take a look at it. Uh, Seahawks minus six and a half over the Eagles. We've heard the rumblings about, you know, Jalen Hurts getting some work here. Uh, it's the worst secondary in the world uh, versus the worst offensive line in the world. Like horrible pass protection against a crap secondary. The over-under is 48 and a half. You want to make a pick? Uh, I think I'm going to take the Eagles getting the points. Home dog on Monday night, baby. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> it just feels disgusting taking the Eagles the way they're playing right now. But we've just seen Seattle kind of play these close games. And they haven't really been blowing teams out. I think they win the game. But I think Philly can keep it close. Seattle does not travel across country well. They they just don't. don't. It is a night game, though. Does that matter? Um, no, I don't think so. I actually, okay. I, I really don't think so. Um, like I, I hate going up against Russell Wilson like this, but I'm with you. Um, you know, I was gonna for the the Westgate Super Contest. 
uh, we were actually going to take the Eagles. Uh, I think it was only, uh, I think it was like plus four and a half or five and a half, I think was uh, over yeah, there. Yeah, so it was four and a half earlier in the week. Okay, so we were going to take that as our fifth game. And then all of a sudden, all the Broncos quarterbacks got COVID and were taken out. So we were like, we we're like, well, all right, let's get rid of the Monday night game and let's just take the Saints because on the Westgate card it was Saints minus six. So yeah, that, that was, was like that, the, was... that was like the no brainer. So we pivoted off of this one, but you know we were both going with the home dog on Monday night. Yeah, and I think they'll cover uh, six and a half. So I would do the same. And there it is. And there it is. All right. So Adam and I are both on the Eagles getting the points. If you want to lay that one down, by all means, do it. Uh, it's a minus 114 uh, the, on that point spread there. So I dig it. I definitely do. Um, all right. So it was all Derrick Henry, and then it was all Tyreek Hill. And if you won your game here in week 12 or your games, then you're feeling pretty good about it. If not, well. Let's just get back to the drawing board next week. At least there's always DFS, right, Adam? Of course. And sports wagering, man. There's always a solution to make money. And we're going to help you at fantasyalarm.com. <laughs> Gambling. It's the solution to all your problems, people. What could possibly go <laughs> some, wrong? Some weeks it is. Other weeks it's not. When, you know, uh, you lose a five-team parlay by one game. Yep, yep, yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for us here on Annie up adam and i'll be back again tomorrow we'll recap the sun the monday night game and then uh and then get you guys squared away and ready to go with uh steelers minus 10 over the ravens on tuesday night that's gonna do it for us here tonight big thanks to fantasy alarm the sawdust podcast network shannon blunt i'm howard bender for adam ronis we'll catch you next time